Hey everyone, you are listening to the Above the Tree Line podcast, where we take difficult questions about Christianity, faith, and culture and answer them through the lens of scripture. You can listen on your preferred podcast platform or watch online at youtube.com slash Austin Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to submit a question for us to address, you can do so at acfellowship.org slash podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are here with Austin Christian Fellowship Senior Pastor Will Davis Jr. Hi, friends. Hi, sweet Lauren. Hello. Good to see you. My name is Lauren Thurston. I am also on staff here at ACF, and we are loving the questions you guys are sending us. Thank you Please keep them coming. Yes, ma'am. acfellowship.org slash podcast, or you go but to the send website. To, we're going to flip the table and ask Lauren questions. So send me, send me the questions you love to have Lauren answer. And we'll do that podcast sometime. That will be fun. Like, I, how long is now before it becomes then? What? How did, did Adam have a belly time? button? Okay. That would be good. We're not talking about belly buttons anymore. Navel. Today, no more navel staring. We are talking about a highly <laughs> debated issue, uh, depending on what denomination you grew up in within the church, and that is faith versus works, or like I like to call it, James versus Paul. So... The verse. So the fact that you led with James (laughs) tells me what side you're on already. This well, James was the question that we received. Okay. So I'm going to share with you from my NIV Bible here what James 2:14 says. This is from a um, a reader, a questioner. They sent us. It says, "What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Can such faith save them?" At first, when you read that, my answer is yes, because the Bible says that you were saved by faith. But James says, can such faith save them? And then it says later on, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by works, is dead. Okay, what the heck is he talking about, Pastor Will? you got to give me a better question than what the heck is he talking about. <laughs> That's the, it, it doesn't seem to line up with what Paul is saying I think in it lines Romans. up perfectly, obviously. Okay. Now, how do you make the two coexist together? All right, let's define faith. Okay. Let's start with that. I love, I think it's funny that James is a late entry into the Bible, <laughs> and it's partly because of that. Even though he was the half-brother of Jesus, it's partly because of that, and partly because it has the, one of the fewest references to the name of Jesus, actually, in any biblical text. He mentioned it a couple times, but he didn't. He didn't talk about Jesus much. What do you mean it's the late entry to the Bible? Okay, it's a whole other pocket. When the, when, the, when the canonization of the scriptures happened, there were some books that were like 25 or 24 of the 27 were like slam dunks, but it, two or three took another 50 to 100 years, Hebrews being one, James was one of them. Okay. Because and you think it's because of this I think passage? It's totally because of the, okay. the works passage. Absolutely. Okay. Um, because it's challenging. It is challenging. It's challenging. It seems like it's one of those contradictions. <laughs> Okay, so, so fa- what is faith? Well, um, I believe that Abraham Lincoln lived. I have faith based on what I've been told and what history has read, what I've read in history. And there's a statue in his honor, a big memorial in D.C. Mm-hmm. outside at his feet. Based on that, even though I didn't know Abraham Lincoln, I believe Abraham Lincoln lived. Is that faith in any way at all affecting me and how I live? Probably not. Right. Let me answer the question for you. Um, that's that is one type of faith, and that's what James says. The devil has faith. Yes, I have that verse the too. The devil believes in God. The devil so, believes, so, and they shudder. Okay, so 
you walked in this room, I'm back to my walked in this room like we did last week reference, or last previous podcast, and you sat down in a chair. Okay? You, you, you saw the chair, you made a conclusion about the chair, you had previous experience with the chair, you understand physics, and you took a risk, and you sat in the chair, and the chair supports you. Okay, so I got faith in Abraham Lincoln, and I got faith in a chair. Which faith is more, is more active? The chair. The second one. James is saying, if your faith is no more than what you have in Abraham Lincoln, then it's not faith. If it doesn't have, and I really, I believe this, if it doesn't have legs on it and fruit to it and evidence, then you're just like the devil. You, the devil believes in God and he's at war with him. So, yeah, faith, faith that is real has, it's a verb, it's not a noun. And it's going to have, you're giving me that look, hmm. and it's going to have fruit behind it. You got to sit in the, put this on a bummer sticker. You got to sit in the chair. Okay. To so quote go the ahead. most famous go ahead. verse, John 3, 16, <laughs> whosoever believeth yeah, in so him. Yeah, so what does believe mean? Same thing. But it doesn't let's, say let's whoever not, believes in him Forgive and my has language works. here. Let's not emasculate the word believe. Okay. It has, it's, 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 it's pistis, which is the same word for faith in the Greek. Okay, now she's looking at me because I just said pistis <laughs> on the podcast. It's say? a Greek word, okay? And it means to, it is, it is a faith that produces um, a responsibility, a, a, a relationship, a dependency. It's not static, it's dynamic. That's what John 3.16 believe is. It's, 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 so it's not like, there are a lot of people who believe in Jesus that aren't saved. That's interesting. <laughs> Oh yeah, I believe in. I believe Jesus lived. He's a great man. But that, is there any relationship? Is there any dependency? Have they sat in the chair? No. What if somebody says, "I believe that Jesus <laughs> died on the cross and rose from the dead," but that's so does as far the devil. So does the devil. The devil knows so, that. He didn't believe it. He knows he was there. He saw it. So that person is not saved. If not, that is don't, as far as it don't goes. Don't my friend Lauren put me in the position of having to make calls on who's saved and who isn't? <laughs> okay, we're gonna let that be in a higher pay grade than mine. Okay, I'm okay. going to go with what I think the Bible says. And I think James is completely consistent with Paul because Paul believed in a faith that was active, not passive. Now, I do not think that this means you earn your way to heaven, which you haven't asked yet, we can talk about. But I don't think there's any inconsistency based on what the word means that faith is not a passive stance. It is sitting in the chair, and that's active, and it requires risk, and it requires um, obedience. And, and, and Paul says, it's either Paul or Jesus, forgive me for not knowing this, I'm going to have to look it up and maybe come back and clarify it. Um, the gospel isn't just something you believe, it's something you obey. Hmm. Well, that's faith with an edge to it. That's faith, dare I say, with works connected to it. Well, this is interesting now. You said the devil believes that Jesus died on the cro cross and rose from the grave, mm -hmm. but the devil is not saved. The devil saw it. He eyewitnessed it. I've actually never thought about it from that perspective before. Um, but you're so you agree with James that your faith Let, let's apart. Let's get on the record that Will agrees with the Bible. Will yes. agrees with the Bible. Yes, faith I apart from works Bible. is useless. That's what the ESV yeah. says. So you agree? Yeah, there's a lot of people have faith, and and nothing's happening. Remember the scene from Little Mermaid when they're trying to get the mermaid to kiss the guy, and, and Sebastian says, nothing is happening. 
There's no Actually, kiss going on. Actually, that was Scuttle the Seagull. Okay, don't correct me. Um, okay, well, you would know. You You're the Disney princess. I, yes, I know, right? Never I know mind. About I, did, that I did just try to quote with Disney. Yeah, so there's this faith, but nothing is happening. So what is that? It's, it's, it's that John 15 branch that's not bearing any fruit. What about <laughs> the thief on the cross? He had no He didn't have works. a chance. He believed. But his belief was he surrendered. He, he surrendered. No, it was it was it was a different level of belief. And when you're in paradise today, tell God hi for me. I yeah. believe in you. Okay, that's that's a different level of this. Uh, you know, there wasn't he was that was surrender. That was surrender, and that's different than acqui- than than just an, an acquiescence. Why I think he existed. That was a posture of surrender. Remember me today, Lord, when you're in paradise. That's surrender. That's exact. That was he was sitting in the chair. He was sitting in the chair. So if he had come <laughs> down off that cross that day and lived, Here she goes, but her, did not have any fruit, would I his... do not put me... In, Jesus knows what would happen if a city had repented or if not. I don't know those things, so I'm not going to try to venture into the... Don't suck me into that, hmm. sister. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk a little bit now. We talked about what faith is. What are works? Let's, let's define faith again. Faith is... And I think our audience needs to hear this because... We have a whole lot of people in our nation who think that they're okay because they believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. which means nothing to them. They, there's no relationship. There's no responsibility. There's no, there's no submission. There's no worship. And um, that's the problem of growing up in a relatively churched culture. We have friends in ministry in, in parts of the Bible Belt that tell us they have to get people unsaved before they can get them saved. Hmm. Because they have so much, they have just enough Jesus to be inoculated against him. Right. And so faith is, is not a mental acquiescence to something. Like you believe in um, some theory of some historical whatever. Faith, faith is, a, it is a, a belief that produces a change of posture. That's a great way to say it because the chair requires a posture change. And that change of posture is he's on the throne now and you're not. That's what faith is. That's what John 3.16, believe, means. And yes, I'm putting teeth in the gospel right here in front of all these listeners because I think we've taken the teeth out of the gospel. Mm. So you cannot have faith without works, but you can have works without faith. Yeah. But again, it depends on how you define it. They're not, they're not spirit-filled works. They're not necessarily eternally fruit-bearing works. You can be active, be very religious, but again, I think works and faith are related. So works are going to be reflecting the fruit of the Spirit, and, and they're going to have life in them, and they're going to bring life and produce life. And religious work can't do that. It can be good, hmm. but it's not going to necessarily be eternal. And I think that's a difference. So when we're saying works, it could be going and serving the poor or taking care of Which a sick Which unbelievers neighbor. do. Unbelievers right. do that. Okay. <laughs> It is. It is tricky. Remember that though. You time Will see... totally crashed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you could see how these, how the church would. I mean, they're they're very people take very hard stances. All right. So, on but this. but but the faith birth versus works debate is that you're saved by what you do. Right. I'm saying that that faith produces evidence, which is called works. I think that's what James was saying. James is saying, look, if you love Jesus and there's no fruit, give me a break. James is not saying we are saved by how we act. And that's what the faith versus works camp believes, that mm. you really are saved by your activity, which is now it's no longer grace. 
And so that means you got to have another activity to make you holy. And it canceled out the genesis, the sin, Genesis 1 and 2, uh, Psalm 51, original sin that's in you. There's no work that can do that. There's not enough works that can change the, can, the born guilty state that we have. So the faith versus works debate is about, are you saved by what you believe or are you saved by what you do? Well, you don't, you, if you can be saved by what you do, we don't need the cross. Hmm. We do not need the cross. Right. And we cannot be religion. That means you can save yourself. Religion will work. You don't need a savior. Religion, religion would work, and religion never gets there. So you absolutely cannot. I would never believe or, or promote that James is saying you can be saved by what you do. He is saying if you don't have, if your faith isn't got some edge to it and some fruit to it and some conviction around it, it's meaningless. I just don't like the part in fourteen where he says, "Can your faith save you?" I don't think James was worried about what you think and what you like when he <laughs> wrote it. Lauren does Lauren, not like the way that two, is worded. Can 2,000 your years from you? now, Lauren Thurston's going to have an issue with this. <laughs> because can I want to say, yes, my faith can save me. Well, it depends on how you're defining faith. Yes. If your faith that is producing a life and a submission to Jesus, can it save you? 100%. If your faith is random and empty and, oh, yeah, I have this casual belief in something, no. Depends on how you define the word. You once, many, many years ago, you said in a sermon, um, it was probably over a decade ago. But You're going to you quote said, me to me from a decade ago? How do you yes, remember this? Yes, because Terrifying. it stuck with me because I used it. I plagiarized it, probably. Um, I mean, I'm sure I did too. You said that if Jesus is living inside of you, you should start to look like him, basically. If there's no change in you First after James, becoming First John 2.6. First John and 2, 6, that he that says he abides in him will walk the same steps that Jesus walked. Hmm. You'll look like Jesus. You'll start to look like if him. You, if, you, if you say faith, you abide in Jesus, you'll have the works of walking in his shoes. First mm -hmm. John 2, 6. So all believers in Christ will inevitably have works or fruit, as they you should. said, they should. if they're true now, believers. Now, well... You're so funny. You you know your favorite two colors are black and white. You know that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't have any gray. I need the right and so, the wrong. So, but if you looked at me at age 16, based on your theory, I'm not a Christian. Were Baptized, you a Christian at 16? Yes, I was. Okay. I'd been saved when I was nine, but I was there was no fruit, zero. But you were still saved. Well, not based on what you said. Well, <laughs> but you're saying that if you are saved, then you will have fruit or works. I and was you're a saying fruitless. At 16, what about the prodigal? See, this is fun. Now we turn the tables. Lauren's in the chair. Oh so the prodigal was still a son. Mm -hmm. He was living out with the pigs, and but he was still a son. He was still royalty to that daddy, and his identity had never changed. But he wasn't bearing any fruit for a period. So. I think believers, mm. okay, can go through those seasons. I did. Okay, so you can go through a season <laughs> of not bearing fruit. She wants it so buttoned up. <laughs> it's so, just not that, buttoned up. Because sometimes, <laughs> and I won't say me specifically, of course, but someone sometimes I know, we're a good friend of mine. Fruit, but I like that you put that little caveat on it. It's like that's for a season. You don't you don't lose your salvation because you fail to produce fruit. We've no. talked about losing your salvation. So if you're saved and you're bearing fruit for a period of time and then you cease to bear fruit, you do not lose your yeah, salvation. Fr fruit is a 
a reflection of salvation, not a cause of salvation. Hmm. Okay? If I can go long enough and look fruitless, be fruitless, and not feel convicted about it, then I would be begin to question, did I ever know Jesus to begin with? Um, but I was a rebellious teenager and had been saved at age nine, genuinely real deal salvation. I know it was. And I've never doubted my salvation, never doubted my salvation. But from 13 to 16 to 17, I was out of control. And God was not the center of my attention. I was living for me and deep rebellion. And if you'd looked at my life then and not known who I was before that, you would have said, that kid is not a Christian. So there's that, I can't put this in your black and white formula. There's that gray of the prodigal and rebellion and sin and deception. There are a lot of believers who fall into sin that are deceived. They're still Christians because, remember, the initial act is based on my belief, but the su sustaining of that is not based on my belief. Right. It's based on Jesus' belief right. that I'm his child. It's a real important difference. I feel That's, like we I'm need so to press glad. into something so, here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because you said you never doubted your salvation. <laughs> what would you say to the listener right now who was you know doubting? you know Lauren's three le favorite letters are ADD? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What would you say? <laughs> this is a real serious, heartfelt moment. Okay. What would We're you having a say moment. We're having a moment. to the listener who is doubting their salvation? Um, lost people never doubt their salvation. I knew you were going to say that. Lost people never, they don't worry about it. Most, the only people, the devil is saying you're not saved. If, if a lost person is saying, I'm worried about, no, I'm not, I'm not saved, all they got to do is get saved. Mm -hmm. A Christian that doubts your salvation is being attacked by Satan. And it's Ooh. proof that you're saved. There's so much now, more there. Now, there is, if you're doubting your salvation, you're probably not bearing fruit, which means you're probably not walking with Christ, which means you're probably not in community. And the group, the way we identify at ACF, the most often doubts their salvation are what I call the whirlpoolers, the people who are in the river but not going anywhere and they're stuck. And the sins crept in, and mm -hmm. they really begin to wonder if this whole thing meant anything to begin with. Right. Lost people never think that. Mm -hmm. Only Christians worry about, am I still saved? Well, the fact that you're debating it means you probably are, and the Holy Spirit's going, hello, we can do better. Come back. Well, it's a huge sigh of relief. It's, it's a huge like, sigh, but I'm it's worried, also an indication that there's a dashboard light going off. Right. If you're doubting your salvation, dashboard light's going off saying you need to repent of some sin or get back in community or both, because if you're, if you're, if you're so far from God that you're wondering, he had moved. Mm. You have. So it's still an indicator that something's wrong, but... It, only Christians doubt their salvation. Yeah, that's good because I actually hear that a lot from Christ followers yeah. that are like the indicator is something else is going worried. on. Yeah, indicator is because again, if our theology is correct and I believe it's biblical, God doesn't stop and start the salvation process. You're either mm -hmm. in or you're not, and it's and remember it's it's not based on you. Right, it's based on Christ. It's based on Christ. So if you're doubting it, He had moved, mm -hmm. and so. Something else is going on. That was a good moment, Lauren. It Look was at you, a good teed moment. Up a, you, there we go. We had a moment. See, and, but you made a joke at the beginning well, of it. We could you know, have just jumped just right in my to comfort our listeners. <laughs> but we're also in group therapy, Lauren yes. and I are. Yes. So, so we can stop arguing. Mm -hmm. So we're running out of time, but James and Paul, you're saying not in disagreement with each other. Not at all. Faith is accompanied by works if the faith well, is uh, genuine. 
this is the guy who, who got off his high horse, became a Christian, wrote the best theology we have on grace, but spent the rest of his life suffering for Jesus. Right. I think James had been a fan of Paul's. Mm-hmm. He would have said, yeah, there's some fruit there. There's some works there. And that's all James was saying. It's like, so you say you believe, big deal. Show me, show me, put your money where your mouth is. And that's not a bad word, Lauren, for our mm-hmm. Christian friends in America right. today. Right. Especially when it comes down to the fruit that you should be bearing more than anything is you are loving, loving your Ooh, neighbor as yourself. That's the work, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, a, I mean, it seems like there's some Christians out there that are not super loving. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at you. You actually I'm are not looking, looking at, at me. you. Thank you. Um, no, I know. But love should be Grace. the the fruit that's produced from having relationship with Christ, who is love. I could go off on that for you, a little you, while. Let's plan that. Let's plan right. that one. Right. All right. Well, we're actually out of time, so I'll stop firing <sighs> so questions tired. at you now. Isn't this fun? <laughs> Thank you all for letting us do this. You know, we know six people are listening. We're so excited. Thank you for this six people people listening listening. for letting me, there's more than that, but for letting Lauren and me do this. We're having a blast. We hope you're enjoying it. We're having a lot of fun. And keep sending the questions to us, acfellowship.org slash podcast. We want your questions. These are so good. Some of them we haven't gotten into because they're so difficult uh, to research and to come up with the good questions. And I'm not sure Will's going to be able to answer all of them, but we are going to attempt because culture is talking about these issues. The world is talking about these issues. Therefore, the church needs to have a voice in these issues. And that is what we are here to do. So thank you, Will, for all of your wisdom. Yes, ma'am. And we will see you guys next time.